Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode slash chapter of the podcast here. M out. Chapter 19, we would like to call happy birthday to you. Because on this podcast, it's a very special episode where I'll have myself a very special guest. A guest that I got, I told you guys about last week, if you guys tuned into the episode. Um, very special guest to me, my one and only, my wonderful girlfriend, Elise Camacho. She'll be getting on the pod to uh, discuss a various amount of topics um, and bring her expertise into it. I didn't bring her on the pod just because she's my girlfriend. That's not the reason why, but also because I think she can bring some, you know, some very strong, intelligent answers to the questions of various amounts of things regarding politics and how it relates to all the topics we discuss on this podcast from sports, music, fashion. We'll dabble into many things. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, little babies, the bigger picture. We'll discuss um, how politics affects sports, uh, what happened last year in the bubble um, in Orlando. When, you know, when the shooting for uh, Breonna Taylor had happened and NBA players were walking out, walking off on courts, forfeiting games. We'll dabble into that a little bit as well, how it's how it can affect fashion and a various amount of other things. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are looking forward to this episode, um, hearing it from my significant other. Um, but I'll let her introduce herself, you know, tell tell you guys a little bit about who she is, where she's from. Um her favorite song right now and just you know let her speak so uh go ahead miss camacho go ahead and <laughs> introduce yourself well hello as you guys probably know my name is elise and um well just a little bit about myself well one i'm very excited to be on this podcast i definitely hear each episode and hear the background before it's released and you guys get to hear it. So it's pretty cool to actually be part of this journey uh, for him. So um, thank you for inviting me and having me here. <laughs> so I guess a little bit about me. I was born and raised in the Bronx. Uh, my family's from Puerto Rico. So I'm Puerto Rican, nationality, American. All right. Um, I was a poli-sci major with a pre-law minor. I went off to do my master's and I just graduated uh, this past May. So I have my master's now. I am two degrees hotter. <laughs> I got my master's in public administration. So that was cool. Just basically just looking at went from learning about politics and, you know, the court system, how it works, you know, how also it doesn't work. I'm having even tough conversations in my classes because, of course, I was one of three women and then one of two color women uh, for my poli-sci classes at Potsdam University. So a lot of you guys know Potsdam is a white town and the school itself is uh, it's diverse in its own way. But of course, you know, poli-sci major was not diverse at all, especially with my teachers. They were all professionals. They were all white, white male, actually. Look at that. Um, so that says a lot in itself, but that's fine. It was still a good program. I uh, definitely loved my professor and my advisor. They definitely helped me a lot. So I got lucky with that. But with that being said, 
I wouldn't say I'm an expert, right? Because there's always room for growth and just to know more. I'm always reading and, you know, catching up with the news and just definitely doing my own research. I'm a big believer in if you have, if there's a premise there, you know, don't just believe just because someone told you on the news or someone said it in the newspaper or you heard by ear, like actually do your research, you know, dive into it and understand what is going on. Uh, But besides that, you know, I definitely do have my own opinions, strong opinions at that. If anyone knows me, you know how I can get, especially with politics. I'm very strong headed. I can be a little too much sometimes, I guess. You know, it's just I get too passionate, as people like to tell me. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with having passion. You know, I don't believe in anyone telling me otherwise. I'm just too strong of an independent woman for that. So that's that. Um, but yeah, so I'm ready to talk about sports and, you know, music and fashion, how it relates to politics. I mean, I'm not the biggest person into fashion. Like, I'm not well-versed in it, which is fine. And same thing with sports. I do prefer to play sports as opposed to watching. Um, but sometimes I do watch and it is exciting. Like, you know, I'll watch the um, some of the Nick games or some of the Giants games. And, you know, once is, once I'm involved, I'm involved, you know, like. My boy Danny Dines, he needs to do much better. He has too much on the line, especially going on three years with the Giants. He should be doing much more. At least that's my mindset as an athlete myself. But, you know, that's just my opinion for Danny Dimes. Hopefully he hears this and gets his act together. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so let's, uh, let's get right in. All right. I'm glad um, you had your time to introduce yourself. A little bit of a longer introduction than um, we anticipated, but I'm glad that you were able to express it. That's all right, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm glad everyone was able to get to know you a little bit and get to know a background, which is perfect because it helps establish yourself before you end up answering these questions anyways. So you have some... Uh, you're reputable. You you can be, you know, you have legit opinions because this is something you studied in college. May not be the exact topic of it, but you know the background about what goes on when it comes to the political world, which is a very confusing and emotional world that can enact a whole bunch of different emotions and opinions out of people. Um, but I thought this was the perfect episode to try to bring politics into the various topics that we discuss because regardless whether we like it or not, they end up being meshed together from politics and music, politics and fashion, politics and sports. It's just, it, we, it just can't be hidden anymore at this point. So uh, we'll dive right into it. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, let's get rolling. Okay. So the first topic we wanted to get into is how do you feel about politics and sports? Do you feel like it's right and needed for athletes to speak up against what's going on in this world or not? Just to give you guys a little bit of background, um, last year, um, and obviously what's still going on right now, is the police um, brutally either killing or using unrightful force on black people and it's been going on for years now kind of seen as a new age type of racism where they're trying to control 
populations. And last year, it was just enough is enough for a lot of athletes, especially in the NBA. Uh, we started, we saw it happen in football with Colin Kaepernick, with him kneeling for the Pledge of Allegiance, and he got so much backlash for that, and he ended up not being with an, another NFL team, which is sad to say, despite how good of a quarterback he is, which isn't fair, obviously. But it's just something that he was fine with doing. And Nike, you know, showed appreciation to that, to him, and said that he stood, they stood with him. And there was plenty of other athletes who stood with him, along with Eric Reed, the safety from the 49ers as well. Um, so this has happened as of recently in sports. And that's why I wanted to bring Elise on to ask her her opinion on that, on how does she feel about the idea that, you know, like, do you feel like politics and sports, is that something that should be meshing or is that something that athletes should be, you know, worried about doing their own thing? Um, they're getting paid by these big owners who are making billions of dollars and, you know, they should just, you know, focus on what they do because they don't really have any say, I guess, in what goes on in that type of world. Or do you feel like you sh they should just use what they have, the spotlight on them to use it for good, use it to get more people paying attention to that? Because there's some people who kind of don't watch the news anymore like the, it used to be on and people are just you know watching stuff for entertainment so is this a way to have get access to those people and have them pay attention to what's going on in their world well absolutely it's it's a right for everyone i wouldn't say is it needed for athletes to speak up because of course it's to their own discretion mm -hmm. you know if they want to if they choose to then that's great if they don't that's also okay as well one thing that I truly dislike is when politicians say, and everyone probably has heard this been said, that, oh, athletes should stay in their place. They should just play ball, and that's it. That's what they're only good for. They need to, you know, get out of politics and not put their nose in it. That's not okay. Because if you really want to be, you want to put it like that, then fine. Politicians need to stay in their place and stop having an opinion against science. For example, claiming that climate change doesn't exist and telling the world that scientists don't know what they're talking about. That's not what you majored in. You don't know anything about that. So mm -hmm. why are you describing that? But fine, you know. But that being said, back to the main point, I love when athletes stand up. I think it's great. You know, they're using their large platform to do good and do what, what they can with what they got. And there's no reason to say, you know, what the sports and politics should be separated because every there's athletes out there who are experiencing racism, have experienced it, or discrimination. It's happening. It's happened in the past and it's still happening and it probably will continue to happen, which is very sad to say, but that's our reality. And not only that, but we're in a country that continues to involve religion and politics. So when it should be separate. So you can't sit here and say, you know what, for sports, you just stick with sports. Don't worry about nothing. But then you want to involve everything else for politics. That's not OK. We're not going to pick and choose what works for you and what doesn't because it's not about you. Overall, especially with these big owners, these coaches, and even other teammates, you should be supporting your teammate who is standing for something that they truly believe in, for something that's right. You know, it's not an opinion. It's about a right, standing for justice. Especially when it came about Kaepernick, didn't really know him before, and I'm glad that I know him now. And the fact that he's not able to play the sport that he loves because he was standing for something that's right, 
you shouldn't be you shouldn't be prosecuted for doing something that you believe in. It's not like he wasn't harming the game. He, you know, didn't forfeit. It didn't affect it wasn't affecting their playing time. You know, he was just showing what he believes in, kneeling down, doing something very harmful, very peaceful at that, and it became a big problem where people were discussing, oh, you know, that's that's not okay. This is the sport. No one wants to watch. No politics on TV. And I get that. You're watching sports for entertainment. However, you're clearly not understanding who you're watching. You're not watching players that don't go through anything. You're watching players who are experiencing discrimination and racism. Mm-hmm. So why would if you care so much about their team, you should care deeply about the individual players and what they go through and support them because you love that team. That's how it should work. If you're such a great big fan, support them. Same thing for the owners. If you love your players, you love your team, they're doing great, you want the best for them, what about them as individuals and in their lives and what's happening to them? Support them. It's very simple to support someone. It's very simple to be an ally. You know, learn. Go change your views. Do something for them. Do something that benefits them and not benefiting yourself. Don't be selfish. So I definitely do think that it's okay to have both. You want to kneel? Go to kneel. Ignore when people say, oh, but kneeling goes against America and it goes against the veterans. Because that's not true. The flag does not represent our military people. The flag is supposed to represent freedom. And unfortunately, in this country, that flag does not represent minorities, people of color, from black and to brown. So why would I, or why would they use their platform, or not even use their platform as people want them to do, when they there's a flag, there's a song, an anthem being played that doesn't support who they are, doesn't support their life, doesn't support their family's life, doesn't support their own community? Does that make any sense? To support something that doesn't support them back? I don't think so. So I love that athletes are using their platform. They're doing something more. They're getting involved. And that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of bravery. A lot of Mm -hmm. people can't decide, you know what? Let me do something that everyone might have a problem with. They're not scared to. And it cost him, literally it cost him his job. That could have went real down. It could have went down the hill if Nike didn't support him, if he didn't have, you know, other types of income coming in. What's to say that everyone decided to just write him off? Where would he be? Mm Mm-hmm. We wouldn't know. And apparently now he's still a free agent. No one wants to pick him. No one wants to sign him up. That's definitely not okay. And that says a lot about the industry itself, the football league, from the players to the coaches all the way up to these owners. That says a lot about what they care about, what they're interested in, and what they won't support because of views, actual views from fans. They have billions of fans. You can lose a few thousand. And maybe you might even change their minds and have them do something that's actually impactful. So I think, you know what? Go for it. Mm. Well, I, I strongly agree with your answer. Um, I think, again, like you stated, like this goes back to the owners uh, really just taking action when their players are you know really trying to go out there and use their platform to try to make change these owners have billions of dollars the nba in total makes so much revenue so if they can get their whole team and i'm talking about from the owner down to be with them for this 
we're standing together against this um, racial injustice, then it can enact true change. You know, like a lot of people look up to the LeBron Jameses of the world. There were kids that looked up to Colin Kaepernick and still are that look up to Colin Kaepernick who stood for what was right. He stood for what he believed in. And a lot of other NBA players are doing the same thing. Same with football, same with baseball, where they see the things that are going around and it just came to an extent where it's just not fair. Like it is just like they just can't let this keep going on and they're just putting a blind eye into it. So I totally agree with the with the fact that these sports players should be making their own choices, especially when the leaders of this world that they are supposedly supposed to be looking up to to make change, to make sure everything and everyone is equal, uh, regardless of color of skin, regardless where you come from, regardless what your uh, economic background is. It doesn't really matter. Everyone should be treated equal and have the same equal opportunities when that's being taken away from the from a specific group of people, it's just not right and it's not fair. And at the end of the day, like what Elise said, it, it's great that these professional athletes are using their spotlight, their celebrity status to create a voice and speak out on these things because it's been too long where it's just tended to be something that people try to hush about. But I'm glad that these athletes are, you know, speaking up against it and not just allowing stuff like this to just happen around around their um around them, you know, even if it's not happening directly to them. Might be a friend, might be a cousin, might be a teammate's friend, cousin, you know, it it, it could be anybody and everyone in their family. So it's it's really big for these athletes to try to push and speak out and try to go for a change. So I really do like your answer about that and think that it's um, something that could should continue going on regardless. Once LeBron James, let's say he retires, the next person up who's the big, uh, the person that everyone, the the NBA's biggest star, you know, they should continue speaking up on, on that as well and just, and other players as well, just having, this message keep being heard until there is actual change. Yeah, it also doesn't have to be the biggest player. You know, it could be someone who, you know, probably doesn't bitch and isn't really known. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your your, your social status or, you know, your popularity status. If, join them, you know, create a group. And it doesn't even have to be because you have a family member or because you have a friend or a friend of a friend or a friend's family member. It can literally, you just hearing what's happening like with George Floyd, you know what? You heard about it. You didn't know him personally. You can't really understand or even imagine how his family feels or how he even felt, mm-hmm. but still do something about it. It's you growing as a person, having that mindset. You know what? Let me go out there. Let me get involved. And there's so many different ways, which I know we're going to go into and discuss even more, but there's so many different ways you can use your platform. And that goes for any athlete, whether it be, you know, from gymnasts to even golf players everyone has something to provide doesn't matter what it is and it doesn't have to even be money it can literally be just your time it could be just your voice it could be just your social media it could Mm -hmm. be you know you talking to your agent or to your coaches or to teammates and doing something together for a community you see is in you know in poverty or isn't doing too well and you just go out there and you help Mm mm-hmm 
just like what's going on with uh, Naomi Osaka and her pretty much standing up for Haiti when no one else is really speaking about it. Her donating her whole, um, I think she won the championship and her check from that. She donated to relief help for Haiti because Haiti's in a tough position. So she's trying to put a spotlight on them and try to help them have reparations for other people to go out there and go help help out uh, because Haiti is is a country in need. They just went through a natural disaster. The president got shot and killed. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough position for them. So, you know, athletes using their spotlight is such a big and important thing that allows for more people to put their eyes towards it, even though it shouldn't come to that case, obviously, where people should be able to should just be pay, paying attention to what's going around around um, with the world around them. But, um, you know, with the LeBron Jameses and, you know, all the big stars, Naomi Osaka, it's they know the NBA knows and their teams know, oh, yeah, we can't we can't kick LeBron off our our team because LeBron is one of the best players. We're not going to just make no because all these owners really care about is making money, you know, well, I'm not not. definitely selfish. Yeah. It shouldn't be about your pockets. No, it shouldn't. More than financially comfortable. More yep. than comfortable. Yep. You can't afford to support. And not even that, but that can even, probably even benefit you if you're supporting your team, uh, your your players. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely a lot to benefiting the minority community. And let's not forget the fact that a lot of basketball, football, uh, and many other sports where my, it's a minority-dominant sport. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of these owners, most of these owners are white. Yeah. So, you know, for their to not be seen in a different like you, your players want to know that you guys, that the owners are with them, especially when it comes to, you know, wanting to play for that team. If you if the let's say LeBron James doesn't like his owner, it feels like his owner isn't doing enough to stand by his side. What makes LeBron be like, you know what, this guy is not with me and what he believe what what I believe in. And at the end of the day, what am I why am I gonna play for that guy? Why would I play for another owner who believes in what I what I truly believe in and wants to stand with me and be together and try to make change, you know, at the end of the day. So um it benefits any player at this point just you know, use their voice for unjust ways about what's going on with police brutality, what's going on with racism still to this day. It's great that they're able to uh, speak their mind. Absolutely. And all right, we're going to move on to the next question. Are you ready for it? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Lay it on me. All right, so the next question I wanted to bring up was uh, going into the more of the music aspect of it. Now, Lil Baby came out with a track last year called The Bigger Picture. How do you feel about the track? Do you think it's enough to enact change? Or do you feel like these artists should be doing more? Like, you know, walking in protests, you know, speaking out a little bit more with interviews, stuff like that. Um, how, how do you feel about it? So I actually think Little Baby was part of um, a couple protests. I think I remember him like, or someone had posted, you know, on social media or the shade room that he was involved. So I definitely do like that. When it comes to protesting, there is no right way. You know, like, or excuse me, let me correct that. There is no one way because there kind of is a right and a wrong. You know, just going into a little bit how when we had people who were loitering, 
mom and pop shops. How was that actually helping the protesting? How was that actually benefiting the cause? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that actually wasn't. That was more of a selfish, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity to, uh, you know, there's a distraction going on. Everyone's protesting. Let me just go ahead and loot these mom and pops. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, these mom and pops are minority based, you know? So it's like that didn't make any sense. That was definitely a wrong way to protest. But besides that, yes, I love his intro. I think he did an amazing job um, with creating the song and producing it and how he lays out everything. And even his lyrics were really on point of what's happening. And one thing that I realized is I was actually listening to another podcast during the week and it was actually about hip hop and how rappers, you know, they, they were, they're rapping about how they grew up in the hood and how they grew up struggling and what they had to go through, whether it be, you know, them selling drugs in the corner or, you know, just having to steal just to, you know, get a meal. And or even just to help their their mom or their family, or their siblings, wherever the case was, they were talking about it, they were rapping about it. That was their outlet. Music and even sports, all these different concepts and things that we have is an outlet. It just depends on how you use it or if you even decide to use it. But with that, you know, it's just a, another form of expression. And I think this song was perfect for this time because it shows that he not only understands, but it can relate to other people. Other people can relate to the song and understand and see, you know what, yeah, this is definitely not okay. Something is deeply wrong here. And not only that, but Little Baby himself even went and spoke with our vice president. And I think that is amazing too. He took it further. It's not just, yeah, let me just go throughout the soundtrack, throughout the song, just put it out there and that's it, I'm done. No, he took it even further. And he went and spoke with our VP and they had a really good discussion about race and discrimination and racism. He, you know, heard her out and she heard him out and they just had a really good discussion. And I think that is on a whole different level because we can't do that. We're ordinary people. We can't just go mm -hmm. to the White House, say, hey, yep. Kamala Harris, I want to talk to you and see what you think about this and that. No. Yep, security so, gate is out real fast. Exactly. <laughs> can't even get through the gate. Yep. So the fact that he used his platform and his power basically to talk to her to go through and enter the white house and have a really deep conversation about something that's really prevalent in our nation that is amazing and it's okay if people don't do that either i'm not saying that you have to as an artist you do as you please and how you want to handle things but i really enjoy how he just puts himself out there and wants to get involved and gets involved and you know he's not the only one who's actually getting involved you have P. Diddy. He's actually a co-founder of a charter school that he started in 2016 that helps disadvantaged students who have, you know, who don't have resources that they need. You also have Chance the Rapper. He founded a youth empowerment charity in his city. Like there's so many rappers and artists who are actually doing something. And I think that's amazing. And they're putting their music into it, which helps us, which helps our communities mm -hmm. because we see, we understand more. We feel relieved that they still understand, you know, yeah, you know, they have money. They live in glorious houses. They, you know, are above us. They, they upgraded, which is great. Good for them, but they still see what's going on and they're still helping. And I think just to use your music, is it an amazing way? Everyone loves music, no matter what kind it is, no matter what genre, everyone finds comfort in something and we could find comfort in this and using that power, using that, that platform again, it's just, over the top. Yep. I really do enjoy Little Baby. I think he's an amazing artist and he's even more amazing as a person because he's showing that he actually cares and is getting involved. Yep. And there's so many other artists that get involved. J. 
Jay-Z gets involved, you know, Jay Cole gets involved. And sometimes they use their own music to help out others or, you know, they produce for someone else and it just impacts everyone. It benefits a larger community than just their pockets, mm -hmm. which puts a difference between, you know, minorities who do have money compared to, unfortunately, some white people who do have money and don't do the same. They're not selfish in that way. Yeah. You know, and again, that's not all artists. You do have artists who don't see it as that important. Or some people think, you know, oh, he just made a song just, you know, for clout. I know when the baby had a, a song as well. And some people were like, oh, he just put that out there because, you know, people were upset. He wasn't saying anything. That or... was a remix to Rockstar, right? Yeah, exactly. And he, he did a performance. I think it was in the VMAs where he's actually like shown like getting arrested. Yeah. And, you know, just to like put more of a, a spotlight mm -hmm. on what was going on with police brutality. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's something that I completely agree with. Um, and also just to add on to it, the fact that a lot of these in minority, you know, poor neighborhoods, they're not looking up to black astronauts, black politicians, no offense. You know, there are some that out there that are, but what are they mainly looking at? They're looking at sports. They're looking at music. They're looking at fashion, you know, and to see the bigger artists out there, you know, making these songs like Lil Baby coming out with a song like that. It puts more of a, you know, a spotlight like, yeah, this isn't fair. Like maybe it might influence the next, you know, 15, 16 year old to go write a rap about, you know, what's going on in his community that isn't fair. You know, and or try to go to the next protest. Um, so hopefully it's affecting I, I believe it's affecting um, you know, neighborhoods with a mainly minority uh population in a positive way because it's putting um is hopefully helping them group in together and realize that this is what he meant to say was this is the look at the bigger picture. Like there might be uh beef and fighting in between but at the end of the day like look look what's what's the main issue here the people with power are trying to bring us down and trying to oppress people of color and little baby is just using his spotlight to have others you know people that listen to his music to just go out there and you know try to make a change you know and hopefully that it leads to more like we've seen it. Um, his, his song was played like number one consistently on Hot 97 and Power 105.1. So I hope that it outreaches to a whole bunch of communities and not only the minority community, but also the white community to, for, to show that, hey, listen, just because we don't know what we can't feel exactly what's going on with you guys, that we're, we stand with you guys together. And I feel like for a lot of rappers, they have a lot of white-based um, listeners and yeah. fans so yeah. it's a it's very difficult for them to speak out on this because they don't want to lose a portion of their fans and a portion of their album sales but there's artists out there who don't give a fuck no offense yeah. you know they they are like listen you're gonna stand with me for who i am i'm not gonna be fake i'm not gonna um hide what i believe in uh just to get more sales just to get more money and little baby is one of those artists where he didn't care you know what anybody thought of him he was gonna if you you either with him or you're not at the end of the day and he wasn't scared to lose uh you know his white population of um listening you know to his music and you know there's probably uh, some white people out there that influence and they were like hey listen like you know we, we're with you 
you know, we 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 think it's not fair. It's it's not fair that you know um, minorities are being oppressed, uh, especially black people. They're being oppressed for what they uh, just because of their skin color. And you know, I think it's I think it's great for what he did. And I hope that more artists out there just speak out, you know, like the Jay Z's, like the J Coles, like the little babies, you know, like 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 the baby did as well. Um, so hopefully, you know, have people realize like, hey, just because it isn't happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening. And you know, it, just go out there and do your best to try to make a change and have your voice heard. And that's what I believe he did. Well, just to add on real quick is, you know, the song is called The Bigger Picture. Mm -hmm. And it's not literally just about, you know, police brutality. There's so much more. Like, literally, it's it's so many factors that are involved. It's not as simple as, you know, this is just literally, it's black and white. It's not. There's a big portion of it. It's a gray area. But with that being said, there's much more that we can do. You know, we, we all have to play our part. We can't just say, you know what, yeah. I'm too involved in my, you know, individual life, which of course is very important. You know, mm -hmm. everyone has their own issues. Everyone has their own goals and they want to do what they are focused on, but it's okay to take some part of your time. And literally, even if it is giving your time, you know, you're reading up on information, you're learning, you're spreading the knowledge that you're learning. You're getting to hard conversations. It's okay to have a challenging conversation with your friends or with your family. A lot of people don't like to talk about religion and politics or even money. I get those are touchy subjects. However, that is how you grow. That is how you help other people grow. That's how you grow yourself. Even if you're on opposite views, it can help you see their side and it can help them see your side. And you may never agree, but at least they heard you out and mm -hmm. they can say, you know what? I can kind of see that. I don't agree with it, but I understand where you're coming from and vice versa. And we can do so much more. And it has to start within our own community. We can't just say, you know what? Yeah, we got to stop, you know, um, we got to stop voting for these, unfortunately, white heterosexual males. It's more than just that. Go out there and help your community, you know, make sure that you're involved in education. It doesn't have to be literally you going away to college or going to a community college. It's more than that. Education is more than just an institution. It's more about books and research and understanding and studying. That's what it's about. That's true knowledge. There's so much more that we can do as individuals, helping out our own communities, you know, cleaning up, making sure that, you know, we don't have this violence, that we're not hurting each other. Mm -hmm. And then we can go ahead and move. Basically, what I'm saying is it has to start from the ground up and keep pushing forward. Well, let's see, you know, we are in a life, in a situation where we're not doing so well right now, especially with COVID. There's too many factors hitting us all at once. And I get it. It's pretty tough out there. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's, it's tough out there. There's a lot going on right now. Um, COVID, it's been going on for two plus years now. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that doesn't stop the fact that it shouldn't be an excuse for people not to decide to, uh, um, you know, take action for things that aren't right at the end of the day. Um, so, yes, we... I, I think that more artists should be doing this, more uh, musicians should be doing this and trying to enact uh, or speak out on things that just aren't right and aren't fair. Dehumanizing of a, a specific group of people just isn't right. And uh, hopefully, you know, we see some changes coming soon as it regards to that. But 
Let's get on to the next question. All right, so now we are on to the fashion aspect of this. Before we get into a little bit more of a lighthearted questions, uh, I wanted to dabble into how politics affects fashion. Um, so I don't know if you guys know, there's a show called Grownish um, that is on Hulu. Uh, I think it's on, what's the other network? I think it's Freeform. Uh, Freeform. Yeah, Freeform or ABC. Um it's by Yara and um and she's you know it's a spin-off of Blackish. Uh pretty much there was a scene of it um where Aaron is being who's one of the main characters ends up being arrested by uh campus police uh due to the fact that him, you know, putting posters about uh what was going on around the time. I think it was uh something had occurred as regards to police brutality. Mm-hmm. And pretty much what he did was he um, he got together with a whole bunch of different kids on campus to fight back uh, at the graduation. And they pretty much all wore the same clothing, which was an orange jumpsuit, which you would tend to see when someone gets arrested. And I think they had black tape on their mouths, I believe. So pretty much just the no speaking and just letting the action speak louder than words. So I just wanted to bring up this question to Elise and say, how would you possibly fight back against oppression and fashion? Did you like what they did in Gronish, or do you feel like they should have took a different uh, way of uh, finding a guest? I know it's a fictional TV show, but it's it's meant to um, bring uh, actual issues that go around, especially in college campuses, um, into light, and that the possibility of that could happen, where you know someone stands up and tries to fight back against uh, something that they're seeing that they're tired of. And we talked about with music, and we talked about with athletes. But this would be on a much smaller scale. But how would you do it if you had an idea for fashion to try to fight back against oppression? And uh, how would you feel about the scene from Cronish? Well, I think they did an amazing job. Uh, fashion's not my thing. Like, I'm not really into fashion. Um, you know, I'm no fashion guru. So, But just them making a statement alone with clothing, I think is amazing you know that's that's a again it's another different form of expression that's them fighting and there's so many different ways to fight oppression especially in fashion from you know the actual pieces put together itself or the way it's even styled or placed or the, even the color mm-hmm. not even that but the location definitely plays an impact like look at when they went ahead and aaron uh, was graduating and he went up and i think it was valedictorian and he made a speech or something and at the end everyone ends up taking off their cap and gown and what do they have on underneath they have on the orange jumpsuit yep. and i think that's amazing i think even they had other people that was part of it come out from you know the edges of the school and they came they had the orange jumpsuit and that alone just in that place for graduation you think you know it's a ceremony supposed to be happy and that's great and all but they use something that's glorified to show hey we have an issue here on campus i believe the episode was about um, they found out that their tuition money was being used for prisons and to support uh, like the local prisons mm-hmm. in their state. So, you know, that's not OK. You're going to use, you know, minorities tuition against minorities, basically. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you use their money for that? So, of course, Aaron went ahead and he is a political guru himself, actually, mm-hmm. and was protesting for that and got everyone together. So I think that's really cool. And Gronish itself, yeah, again, like you said, it is just a show. But I really like how they're implementing real-life issues into that show because then 
it's another way to show the viewers us in real life like hey this does happen on campuses this mm -hmm. happens in real life yeah it's a show it's more dramatic and it might be you know more stretched out or even not even that it actually might be more condensed and narrow to not really show what's really happening of course because it is tv can't show too much but it's still good in the same way it gets the same message across they did an amazing job fashion can be so many things you know fashion right now with gender is doing something new fashion is whatever you want it to be it can enlighten other people it can make people dislike it but it gets them thinking and it gets them noticing hey oh i understand what's going on oh i want to know what that piece is about why did she decide to put you know an orange jumpsuit with black tape on mm -hmm. what does that mean what does that stand for yep. you know it's more than just yeah prisoners but what are they saying they're at school why would they be wearing that you know, it gets people thinking. It's like, wow, that's actually smart. We should do something like that. We should have fashion. It's there used as someone's, you know, canvas. A body is a canvas. You know, the pieces of clothing is the paint. You know, the artist, the fashion designer is the artist is, you know, the paintbrush. And I think that's just, it's resilient. It's so smart to use. You know, that's yeah. another way of just speaking out without even having to say much, let alone just sitting there or standing there with an orange jumpsuit and a mask says a lot in itself. You know, like we just said, actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a great job at that. That's something, you know, we might need to take a book, whoever is a designer, cause I'm not a designer, but someone out there, go design something amazing and put it out there, yep. you know, and let it speak for itself. Everyone else will get the message. That's very true. It can go, as um as simple as I mean we've seen t-shirts that say as simple as blm you know as simple as um you know it it says the names of the people who have been killed by uh police um it can say it's, you know simple t-shirts like that like um like a lot of these uh, like to bring it back to sports a little bit just a lot of these you know when they come in like these uh the basketball players they come in they'll show their outfits on and if someone is like, oh, arrest the person that killed Breonna Taylor on a T-shirt, you know, you're getting more spotlight on them. You know, it could be something as simple as that as just pure words on a T-shirt. But fashion could be used in various amount of ways. We've seen fashion stand has a, a sense of togetherness for oppressed, even for um, people who are bigger. You know, we're seeing clothing that now more we're seeing more bigger models it's not that tend to be the skinny ones anymore you know it's not you're, you're trying to bring you know because there's people have different body shapes different sizes and all that so the idea of bringing you know showing plus size models showing different color models showing you know models that you know are just every shape and size and color like it, it just brings more um of an eye to people like wow like you know you know that that it's a model I never really anticipated, you know, I, I, I would see it. It makes me feel more better about myself at inclusion. the end of the day. It's yep. All about inclusion. There, all is about no, inclusion. there is no one identity that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everything and anything is beautiful. Yep. Anyone and everyone is beautiful in their own way and in their own life. Mm -hmm. No matter if it's a trend or not a trend or is very distinct and very different, it's still beautiful in their own way. It's what they're comfortable with. Then what does it matter? You know, if you like to dress in all black or you like to have, you know, your eyeliner extremely long and thick, what does it matter? You're happy with who you are and people need to accept that. 
who yeah. are you to judge another person? You may not like their style, but they might not like yours. And you think you the drippiest of the drippiest. And someone will say, no, you're not. Yep. So fashion has no limits. Fashion is unlimited. Fashion goes beyond the skies and the stars. It, it's out there in the galaxy. And you can create whatever. Something so simple. Look at Kanye West. A t-shirt with holes in it. Costs how much? It's a t-shirt with holes. You want, I can go to Walmart right now, get a pack of men's t-shirts, put my own holes in it, and call it fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's People want it. People to wear it. People can make it look, make something so cheap look like so expensive and amazing. Yep. And vice versa. You know, it doesn't matter what you have. It means everything has a meaning. It's about your own take on it. At the end of the day, you fashionable just doesn't mean only expensive at the end of the day, like the idea like, oh yeah, you need to be rocking Dior and Gucci and Louis Vuitton in order to be considered fashionable or, or stylish. At the end of the day, you work with what you got. You work with what tools you got. It shouldn't be based on economic status. If you can't afford to buy Gucci or Louis or any of that, and you could you could find efficient styles in Forever 21, H&M, uh, Uniqlo, Sheen, Pretty Little Things, whatever the website may be, but it might be more fast fashion, but the idea that you need to have a $650 t-shirt on to be considered fly is just, is just not cool. And it's the wrong idea being put out. Um, and it just goes back to the idea that, you know, you fashion is an art, you know, you work with what you got and you work with what money you got, you work with what tools you got, and it shouldn't just be about the money at the end of the day. Um, but yes, like, Going back to the point, fashion can be seen as, again, as an art and a way to express an expression of, of dislike about what's going on in today's society regarding oppression is a, just another way for um, fashion artists to uh, make a stamp on what's going on. Uh, we've seen it with Nike. Nike has done it. Um, and hopefully a lot of other fashion brands do it um, to just show that they're together with the people who are being oppressed and, and just to um, show that fashion can, you know, be a push for change as well. Yeah, I mean, we did a fashion show, uh, what, probably three years ago now? Um, oh, yeah. At Potsdam, we mm-hmm. were part of the fashion show. And this year, I believe it was our junior in particular, it had to do with Black Lives Matter which was amazing. You know, um, we all had the barrette song. We all were all black uh, for the final show. And everyone did amazing. We had people with signs. We had people with, you know, just simply our fist up. And we made a statement at a white school. And it was, everyone cheered. It was, it felt good to be part of that. You know, just even dressing up and walking down a runway when we're not, you know, we're not professionals at this. This is not really our thing, or at least for us, it's not mm-hmm. really, you know, our career. We didn't get taught anything, but, you know, we made it work and we had a successful, great, it was packed. Like, it was amazing. Union was fully packed and the stands were just going wild because of what we did. Yep. And that probably felt good, you know, to the community itself and to show that even though we're far, far away from home, eight to 10 hours, depending how you travel to Potsdam, but it felt like, you know, we had a piece of the city with us and we had a piece as a community to understand, you know what? Yeah, we're still here, but we still have a voice and we could still 
use that voice even all the way up in the North Country. And it has meaning. You know, even in Pakistan, we did um, our own miniature protest and mm -hmm. went into town. And that was an event in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, and we had yep. people come out. We had people with shirts on. We had people with, you know, their own little logo or their own design, their own style on mm -hmm. what they wanted to wear. And it meant something. And they were proud of it. And we were all proud of it. And we did it as a community. And that's that makes a big difference. You know, it only takes one person and everyone else will follow or everyone else will be like, you know what? Yeah, I want to be there. I want to go enjoy. I want to make that shirt or I want that shirt. You know, yep. when the Black Lives Matter shirts were coming out or even the mask, everyone started to get them. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted a Black Lives Matter, uh, excuse me, a Black Lives Matter mask on. And they went out and wore it. You know, and else they go, hey, where'd you get that mask from? So simple as that. You, know, you can get it from the street or you can get it online or wherever you get it from. Clothing is not just simply a piece of clothing. It can say so much in itself, no matter who wears it. Yep. Clothing is, at the end of the day, is a piece of art and it's, it's meant for interpretation. Just like a piece of artwork that's standing on a wall, a piece of clothing can represent an art where everyone is depicting it in its own way. Um, but at the end of the day, also with the fashion show, we had the idea of inclusion. It didn't matter how tall you were. It didn't matter mm -hmm. what your body type was. It didn't matter what the color of your skin. It didn't matter if any of that. It was about the idea of inclusion and bringing everyone together and the idea of like, as long as you have confidence in who you are, mm -hmm. you can go out there and do anything. Or and even everything. if you don't, because people supported us, you know, like yep. I definitely never thought I did it my the first fashion show freshman year. And I was like, well, I've never did anything like this. I'm not into fashion. I, don't really, yep. I didn't dress, you know, all that, you know, and look. They were very welcoming and I was able to feel comfortable and confident and my confidence even grew from that. And it was scary, of course, to walk down that stage and have to pose and yep. think on the spot, like, on you. what am yep. I going to do? Mm -hmm. But it was amazing support and it made me feel like, you know what? Clothing and music and the lights and everything, it all plays a part. It's all together and it can make you feel just so different in a good way. Exactly. And just having other people support you and help you. You know what? try this or you know why don't you fix it or maybe you know let's work on this together yep it doesn't matter it's all for each other exactly all together all this art whether it be fashion whether it be sports whether it be music they can enact to become messages to the public that aren't just straight up this is a basketball game this is a song this is a fashion show or this is a fashion piece there's more it could be an underlining message to it than just what it actually looks like. It's more than meets the eye. They don't judge a book by its cover, pretty much. The idea that there's just so much more that could be happening. Just like when these NBA players were walking out on their games, it wasn't like people, some people were probably taking that. Oh, they're forfeiting. What are they doing? But they're standing up for a bigger message than that. It's not about the, who cares. They don't care about that. At the end of the day, a, tro a trophy, a championship doesn't matter when there's people who are your same color that are getting killed and shot for or, or being arrested for no reason at the end of the day. Exactly. So, you know, it's meant to put a message out there and just put more of a bigger spotlight on that. There's so much we can do. And my, I, I would like for my takeaway to be do what you can, you know, mm -hmm. you don't, if you're scared to go out there and physically protest, that's okay. If you're scared to, you know, 
make a post or even talk on a podcast, for example, that's okay too. There's other ways you can get involved and to be an activist. It can be the littlest thing, you know, and it could be, you know, just once a week or an hour in a week. Doesn't matter. As long as you're doing something, please go out and try to do something. Even if you're just teaching yourself and gaining more knowledge on what's going on, even that is something. It makes a difference. Everything counts. You know, it's protesting. There's so many different forms of protesting, so many different forms of being an activist. So I would say, you know, do something good. Do something more than just yourself. This is not just about us as individuals. We're all affected. Whether you've been through oppression, you've been through racism, or you know someone who has, or you've never did. And, you know, that is great. I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody. But, you know, learn. Go and see and understand. Put yourself in someone else's shoes and see how you can make things better for them or for their community, for your community or someone else's community. doesn't matter. I like that. Well, thank you. Some wise words of the day. Yes. The words <laughs> of wisdom have been stated by Elise Camacho for today's episode. But yes, um, but... After this segment, we will be going on to some more lighthearted questions. Um, just on some more, um, because this is such a strong topic. Um, we wouldn't want it to only be about that, because on this podcast, we like to have fun, too. I am more than just politics. Yes, exactly. Very, very fun and entertaining. Oh, trust me, yes. Very fun <laughs> and entertaining. Um, but yes, we're going to go on to a couple of other things. And uh, let's start off with the uh, first one. Uh, for you and that would be something something simple for the sports side of it what's your favorite football basketball and baseball team as well as your favorite player from each sport and your reasoning as to why <laughs> okay so i would first say for football giants just because i come from a family who loves the giants um except for my stepdad who of course is the opposite the only oddball and loves the jets but I don't really like their color. That green is not my thing. He's probably listening to this right now. What would uh, you say to that? Well, Alex, you already know how I feel. You that's that's all you. You're by yourself there. But you go, you go <laughs> do you. You strong individual. Um, besides that, uh definitely like love the Seahawks only because of their color. I love their uniform color. It's so amazing. That that nice green just pops out so nicely. <laughs> um, for my favorite players for them. I don't have one for the Giants. Um, not really interested in their what players. What happened to Danny Dimes? I mean, yes. I, let me get there. Danny Dimes, I like him because he's young and has potential. However, I dislike that. I, I don't know him personally. I can't sit here and say that he's not being serious. Because maybe he really is trying his best and it's just not Oh, trust out. me. Supposedly, from all his teammates, he does work very hard. He's in his books, studying his playbook. But. Okay, you know. so maybe, you know. Maybe something needs to change. Like, yeah. if what you're doing isn't working, then try something else. Why not go talk to other um, quarterbacks, you know, not, and not just the one that was on the team. Not okay, just Eli. ATB12. Yeah. Just go talk to someone else besides Eli Manning and figure out what works for you. You know, try something different. You know, he's a great runner. Why not try more plays where he's running? You know, have, why not work around what works for him? You know, what he's really good at right now. I don't know. You know, football is not, I'm not no football guru, not an expert, but. Jason Garrett, you should be listening to this, a.k.a. the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants, who has made this offense extremely stale 
with uh, just uh, short passes and runs that aren't going anywhere with a terrible offensive line. But exactly what Elise is stating is just pretty much give my boy Danny Dimes more space to work. Teammates, you need to work with what you got. And if you know that he's really good at running, let him run. <laughs> Boom. Let him run. Okay, and then of course for the Seahawks, everyone loves this man. He's probably the best man out there on the field and off the field. Besides me. Yes, besides you. My man, Russell Wilson, right there. Ciara's husband. The father to both her children. Or I think he's two children, yeah. Especially future, uh, future's kid, yeah. I think he's amazing. I love him. He is so he's great on the field, but he's also great as a person, you know, outside the field where he took in someone else's kid, cough cough, future. I might call him a deadbeat daddy, but you know that's who am I to say that? But anyway, he hopefully he's not listening to this podcast, <laughs> but but he's amazing, you know. Like he really took her son in and as his own you know i think that's something to do as a man to take someone else's child and raise them as your own and not treat them any different than the one that you know is your actual boy yep, kid. that's very true so i love that about him um next i would have to say for basketball um you know i'll go with the knicks you know because again the family likes the knicks so you love the knicks don't have a favorite player from them oh wait what about what's his name rj right you like R.J. Barrett from Canada? Yeah, yeah. I think he's good. I like him. Warriors, but only because of Curry. Stephen you like Curry? Curry. That's yeah. your favorite basketball player. Yes, I will say that. He is my favorite. Why so. is he your favorite? He's just another amazing man on and off the field. He has an amazing family. You know, You know his his parents are getting divorced, right? I know. That's probably sad. Supposedly, it's because the mother was cheating on, her, on the husband with another man. I got no comment on that. That's... <laughs> And none of my business. Jeez. I don't. I don't know. We don't know what's truly happening in their lives. You know, yeah. not to condone cheating, but shout yeah. out my man Steph Curry though. He's gonna exactly. go down as a legend. Exactly. I would say he already is. No, he is. Yeah. He's working on it. He's won three championships. So boom. Um, for baseball, I would say the Yankees again because of family and well, actually, again back to my stepdad Alex. Of course, the oddball out. He loves the Mets. He's an Mets fan. Uh, Mets, Jets, Nets. Oh, yeah. He is a Nets fan, too. Yeah. He's a Ets. I think the Mets have the ugliest color uniform as well. I don't. But the Knicks and the Mets share the same colors. Yeah. I don't like the Knicks colors either. That orange and blue is just terrible. Damn. Just terrible. But Damn. I'm more of a Yankee fan just then again. I've lived near, right next to the Yankee Stadium almost all of my life. So, went through the games been two games actually i went to one game at the old stadium when it was across the street um and then i remember them breaking it down turning it into a baseball field and now the new one is across the street where there used to be a track field there Mm. so if you look if you know where the yankee stadium is and across the street you have the baseball field and the track field so it was literally the opposite where the track field was where the new stadium is and the old stadium was where the baseball field is so it's cool that they switched it. It's yeah. nice. It is annoying, though, when I used to come from school or from work, having to go home during a game and the trains were packed and people just don't know how to walk. They were always in my way. Welcome to New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no. If you're a true New Yorker, you know you got places to be, people to see. Get out my way. If you're a tourist and you're lost and you want to take a picture, step over to the side. Don't get in my way because I will say you need to get out of my way. 
What are you taking a picture of, by the way? I don't even know, and I don't even care. Um, who's your favorite baseball player, uh, then? Hmm, good question. I mean, I do guess... Do you know any baseball players? I do. Don't do that. There is, of course, Derek Jeter. Yeah, but he's uh, current baseball players. Okay, current. Current baseball players. Does CC Sabathia still play? No, he just retired, actually. Okay, like last so year. no, I don't know any of the new ones, but I know some of the old ones, like my boy CC and Alex and Derek. And that's all like, oh, of course, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Oh, Roberto Clemente. Yep. You're going older and older. That's all I got for you. Okay. That's all I got. So Derek Jeter would be your favorite? Yeah. The captain? Yeah. El Capitan? Yeah, yeah. I will say that. Alex is nice, too. Which one Which one did the steroids, though? Can't remember. Alex Rodriguez did steroids, oh. and he was also uh, dating J-Lo. Yeah. And if you heard the rumors, A-Rod is uh, pretty entrenched into the J-Lo and Ben Affleck relationship. Listen, that girl. Trying to be <laughs> close, but not, you know, too close. You know what I'm saying? He he bought the house, like, next over to them and was on vacation in the same spot Listen, as them. Maybe he's still in love with her, and it's like, I'm trying to, you know, get you back. Baby, come back. You know, he's, he's trying to get back with Jenny from the block. Probably, but she clearly not had. Too bad it, she left so. the block already. <laughs> she went to Batman's cave. Oh God, the worst Batman out there, by the way. Um, okay, and now we will get on to the next question. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. Oh, I think it's the best. All right, so the second to last question we have for you guys. And for my wonderful significant other, Elise Camacho, is her favorite sport, rugby. Mm-hmm. You love it. I think it's better than American football, I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Make your case as to why rugby should be respected more and why it should be a sport that's watched by more individuals. Explain yourself. Go ahead, girl. Okay, so the reason why I think it's better than football, it, it's, well, they're very different, right? Well, rugby is similar to football and soccer kind of mixed together. Um, if you don't know rugby, you don't have any padding besides a mouth guard. Uh, you can wear a scrum head, but it's not, you know, it has a little padding, but it's not like a helmet. Not everyone wears a scrum cap. But that being said, with rugby, it's very disciplined. It is intensive. It is amazing. It is aggressive. You know, but it's still relatively safe in a certain way. So at least like with us, uh, I was part of the, you know, Pasta and Polecats. Shout out to them. Um, you know, we teach you first. We teach you how to fall, which is important because you can't be throwing your head back. That's how you get concussion or worse, you know. We teach you how to tackle someone. Always, you're supposed to go below the hips. Not, not No high tackles. That doesn't help because Mm-mm. if I'm bigger, let's say – you know, I'm 200 pounds and someone who's 150 pounds come for me and they do a high tackle. My ass is still running with the, the damn ball yep. and with you on me. You're probably throwing them right off. Yeah. So it's like, how are you even, how are you taking me down if you're doing a high tackle? You would obviously, you should be going for the legs because if I got no legs, how am I running? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why I say like for football, they can be so much better if they actually properly tackle. And it would probably be less concussions because they do have the most concussions, at least in American sports. So they are clearly doing something wrong because that is unnecessary. It's not hard to properly tackle. And I know they practice tackling, whatever, whatever, but they're they're not learning the principle. They're not learning the discipline on how to tackle someone properly and how it can actually benefit them. 
if you got no legs because I tackled your legs, where are you going? Nowhere. I just stopped you. That's it. You're done. You're down. Next. You know? Well, that's besides the point. Anyway, rugby is just, it's amazing. They do, we do so much. You know, it's not simple. It's extremely long, you know, 40-minute halves. And it's, there's no stopping. It's literally constant. You're running up and down the field. And a rugby field is a tad bit bigger. And I think it's just more wider than actually a football field. You can still play on one, but rugby fields are a little different. Um, you have to, you know, you got to be out there. Your endurance needs to be up there. Even if you're playing just sevens, which just means it's seven people, that's even worse in a sense because if one person's down, you only got six people on that field. Mm-hmm. So you need to get back up and get back into it because if not, your team is going to lose. But usually it's 15s. You play 15s and, you know, you have uh, the wing side, which I was always on the wing side. Um, I've actually tried all positions on the wing. My favorite, I guess I would say, was my main my main position as fullback. Usually fullbacks, depending on the team, don't really get too much involved because they're literally the last man of defense, or excuse me, woman of defense. So if your team does what they're supposed to be doing, you don't really get that much playing time. You're just there for backup. However, of course, there are slips up, right? You can fall through the cracks, get through the holes is what we call them from the other side. And boom, you're the last line of the fence. You better go get that person and tackle their asses, make sure they don't score. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in college, I spent a lot of time being involved and up there and tackling every girl that I could, despite my size or just running all. Yeah, I know it could be very similar to football. Yeah, because there's safeties that they're the last line of defense for football. They're the back end of the defense. Sometimes those safeties will come into the box. They call it the box, which is the area of which there's offensive linemen and linebackers and defensive linemen, and they'll make a tackle that's not, you know, 20, 30 yards uh, further than where the play is supposed to be at because you're the last line of defense. They decide to creep up and make the tackle closer to the line of scrimmage, which is where line of scrimmage is where the offense starts at. So there are safeties that are like that. So it is similar, similar yeah. to what you're saying. Of course, yes. there's going to be similar things. You know, it makes sense. But rugby is more of a European sport, um, not really an American sport. However, it is becoming an American sport in a way. Like we do have a USA team. And actually, October 23rd, we are going to go watch the All Blacks, which is an amazing New Zealand yeah, team. Yeah, we are. They're amazing. Play against USA, which... They're okay. They're not bad, you know, but New Zealand is just amazing. All black? You wear all black? Well, they wear all black. I mean, I do want a jersey, an all black jersey, so I definitely will be representing them. Uh, So sorry for America, but good luck. (laughs) Well, yeah, so we will be going October 23rd in Washington, which is going to be so much fun. So if you're interested, go watch a game, whether it be on TV or actually going. But with that being said, even if you don't play or you're, like, too scared because it is pretty aggressive, it's amazing to watch. You get so thrilled. Like, that high of just – and that rush just – it's just so amazing. Like, words cannot explain it. I just love being on that field. I definitely miss it so much. It is a high that I love. <laughs> Sounds bad, but it is pretty amazing. I definitely enjoy watching and playing rugby. And I know before I said, you know – I'm not big on watching sports, but rugby, I would definitely not mind watching because it is amazing. And the rules are 
not not too different. You know, we have a try zone, which is where you score. You can't just throw it over there. You do have to touch, like you have to touch it down yourself. Um, so it is possible where like I can have the rugby ball in my hand and go to the try zone, but then someone could tackle it. It will tackle me and the ball flies out. Even if we're in the try zone, I did not score because I did not physically touch that ball down. Mm-hmm. You know, now if someone tackles me from behind and let's say I go and jump and she lands on top of me, but the ball is underneath me and my body is on top of it and we're in the try zone, that is a score. I've done that plenty of times before. <laughs> but yeah, so I definitely recommend everyone go watch it. You know, go try it out if you really want to. It doesn't matter your size because I'm definitely petite and small, if you know me. People are always surprised when I say, yeah, I used to play. And they're like, you shouldn't be playing. Doctors have told me I probably shouldn't have been playing. But you know what? Who are they to tell me I can't play? Because I was definitely enjoying it. And it was the best. You know, I was the president of the rugby team. And I was assistant coach. And it just, I just love the game. I still love the game. And I'm low-key kind of thinking about going back, you know. But the point is. Rugby is now everywhere. Um, it's definitely in college. It's definitely even here in the city, which might be surprising. I used to play for the Village Lions in the Bronx. Um, and now they go to Randall Island for practice and they go to games. And that was cool to travel. And these are like adults. I'm talking about, I did this, uh, I think my sophomore year when I was doing, a uh, junior year, excuse me, when I was doing an internship here back home. And, you know, we had adults from like 30 to 40 years old still playing. You know, they had homes, they had marriages, they were, you know, real adulting out there. But they still found the time to play and travel and go to games. And that was just so cool. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. I think even some high schools, depending where, maybe not in the city, but, you know, uh, out there like upstate, I think are playing too. And I wouldn't mind. We have kids. I want them to try rugby little league. And that would be cool. Obviously, there's no tackling, tackling involved in that you know, like flag football, but it would be cool. We can have a rugby prodigy. Well, Elise made a very strong case as to why rugby should be (laughs) a heavily talked about and more of a sport that is seen by more people. But Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time left in this podcast, sadly. Um, but I do appreciate my wonderful woman for uh, joining me on this podcast episode and presenting to you guys a whole different outlook and having a whole different voice, um, you know, speak on this pod. So I appreciate her coming in. Uh, it is an early uh Birthday wish, sir. Happy birthday Ooh. to my girlfriend. She's about to be the same age as me. Oh, God. Two. We are the same age. Nah. That's two, four, baby. Two, four. Kobe, yeah. 24. Well, I turned 24 first, but. Yeah, but I'm June. She's August. Whatever. <laughs> but anyways, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I hope you guys Tune in to the last episode of the first season of Here Am Out. And enjoy the rest of your days. Enjoy your weekend. And if you can, follow Elise on Instagram. A-A-L-Y-S-E period 3-1. Is that correct? Don't ask me.
I don't know. Sure. I think that is actually close yeah. enough. No, yeah. I think that is. And then follow the Here Mount podcast, H E A H E A R period E M period O U T underscore. Follow me on the profit period underscore on Instagram. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh, see you guys next week. Peace out. Listen in. Bye.